This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to the Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Let's hear from Chris Johnson, President and CEO of the Association of Washington Business in Washington State, to learn how Holman Brothers has provided value for him. Well, Doug and Bill at the Holman Brothers have been a key ally in growth uh, for my professional career, working at three different chambers, a local chamber, a regional chamber, and now a statewide chamber. And they've been the ideal solution, whether it's a comprehensive training program, whether it's working on individual sales growth, quarterly check-ins with the team, the ability to grow members has meaning more assets for the organization, more assets means we can do more things to serve our members. They've really been the perfect solution for us, a trusted resource partner and a growth partner for us all along the way. So hats off to Doug and Bill for their great success. They'll be a great partner for you as they are for us. You can learn more about Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions by visiting holmanbros.com. Our guest for this episode is Miles Burdine. Uh, Miles is a uh, native of Kingsport, Tennessee, and uh, and he's been with the Kingsport, Tennessee area chamber since 1994 and was promoted to his present position of president and CEO in 1999. Miles' other career was with the United States Marine Corps. After graduating from University of Tennessee with a degree in business administration, he served on active duty for seven years before resigning in his commission and joining the Marine Reserves. After having served 30 years and now retired at the rank of Colonel, Miles has extensive training and experience in warfighting, tactics, terrorism, security, civil affairs, and the challenges faced in the Middle East. Three of his deployments have been to combat environments in Beirut, Lebanon in 1983, Operation Desert Storm in Saudi Arabia in 91, and Operation Iraqi Freedom in Iraq in 2005 and 2006. Miles and his wife, Denise, have three daughters and three granddaughters. Uh, Miles, uh, thank you for your service, first of all, and uh, welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. We're excited to have you with us today and We'd love for you to say hello to all the chamber champions and share something interesting about yourself so we can get to know you a little better. Well, Brandon, thanks for the opportunity first. And uh, yes, uh, good morning to all the the chamber staffers out there and chamber world. And uh, there's really, I don't really have much interesting about me, uh, except uh, perhaps all three of my daughters named Laura and I've got two tattoos and locations that only people I want to see them can see them. So uh, (laughs) yeah. That's about the only interesting thing about me. I'm not sure that's even interesting to tell you the truth. No, no, that's good. That's good. Um, well, it, tell us a little bit about the Kingsport Area Chamber, just to give us some perspective, um, maybe size of the chamber, type of work you're involved with, staff, budget, that sort of thing, just to give us some perspective before we get into our conversation. Sure. We're a you know, relatively small community. There's only... Uh, about 55,000 in our community, but uh, you go outside the city limits, and of course it grows significantly, but uh, our chamber represents uh, uh, probably around 900 different uh, businesses or organizations. We've got a staff of 30, a uh, budget of 4.7 million, and 
but I'll add to that, there's about 31 million that actually managed by our, uh, our accounting department when you add other programs and projects and things that we're involved in within the community. Um, and um, our uh, list of programs, projects, events, things going on in this building is uh, quite long. Uh, we're involved in the typical things that you might expect a chamber to be involved in, membership, of course, workforce development, government relations, uh, our visit Kingsport program, uh, small business development, um, uh, sustainability, a healthy Kingsport program, list goes on and on and on of uh, things that go on in, inside the uh, walls of this, this building. Yeah, you've, you've got your work cut out for you, you and your staff. <laughs> Very much so, but uh, you know, I look forward to coming to work every day. Yeah, I still do. 28 years, I still look forward to coming in here every day. Good, and I, I think a lot of that will have to do with our topic for our discussion today around the, the culture <laughs> that you guys have built there at the Kingsport Area Chamber. And we'll, uh, we'll dive into that discussion a little bit deeper as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar, Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Oftentimes, Chamber Nation's customers agree that since Amazon is all centralized, then why not their own community, including their professional service providers? Since Chamber Nation includes a full-service membership services department to handle all of your new member onboarding and ongoing support at no extra cost to the members, this is now possible. Once the program is all set up, each member going forward will receive monthly membership ROI reports. The entire community will also have access to community-wide economic development reports that are terrific for supporting grant opportunities, too. With Chamber Nation, not only will you have a membership management system, but also a membership development system all in one terrific package. So, save money and be impressed by visiting richardscalendar.com to set up a demo with their CEO or learn more at chambernation.com. From lost opportunities to missed recruiting goals, membership salespeople need expert coaching to push through and achieve. It's how top performers get ahead and stay there. With Next Level Coaching, the Holman Brothers become your membership rep's de facto sales trainer, advisor, sounding board, and mentor all rolled into one. Visit holmanbros.com slash next level to learn more and request a free trial of next level coaching for your membership pro. So miles, we're back. And, uh, as we get into our, our topic for discussion today, um, culture 
is a it's an important thing at at any company and especially at a chamber where maybe we don't always have the uh, you know all the resources to be you know super competitive on pay or you know things like that. So getting a little bit creative with uh, with how the office works, how the the culture, the teamwork, how that all fits in, and uh, being able to attract and, and keep the right talent in your organization. Um, we'd love to learn more about what you guys are doing there in Kingsport to develop the culture at your chamber. Well, very well said, uh, Brandon. Uh, we're very proud of the culture we've created here. Um, you know, it's been said the culture, culture trumps strategy, but part of our strategy is our culture. And I went back and looked to see how many employees we've had with, uh, of our 30 employees. Um, about a third of them have been here over 15 years. Wow. I'm very, very proud of that. Now, along with that, however, um, some of the younger ones that we hire, we know that, in fact, uh, uh, this morning I did an exit interview for a, a 28-year-old that's found a better opportunity where he can make a lot more money. And he has my, not that he needed my blessing, but he has my blessing. Um, so I'm excited for him. But, you know, the, the, the younger ones we are, are unable to keep as long as we'd like. Um, and that's just simply because we can't pay them as much as they can make out in the private sector. But uh, they they always come to me uh, doing an exit interview, and um, we talk about uh, why they're leaving. And uh, they're always very have very favorable comments about uh, working here. And that goes back uh, when when we get ready to hire someone, uh, they've already already been through an interview process with whoever is going to be their supervisor. But by the time they get to me, they've already learned the things that I'm, that I'm going to tell you right now. And that is, uh, you know, you get a free job interview every day in this, this, this business because you're around volunteers that can possibly offer you a better opportunity and encourage them to uh, seek those opportunities too. Um, and if you decide to pursue them, I'll, I'll help you find the, uh, another job, a better, better paying job. Um, but our culture is one of when I'm, and I'm meeting with them and they've already learned this, but I'm looking for someone who uh, uh, they, I know they already have the skills, but I'm looking for someone who has the attitude and as someone who uh, uh, doesn't step over a piece, piece of trash, they pick up the piece of trash uh, and they show up to meetings early so they can help set up and then they leave the meeting uh, later so they can help uh, put the room back to where it was. Um, I'm looking for positive attitudes. As my father used to say, I'm, I'm an optimist because I choose to be. Um, and I tell them, uh, I want your dash to make a difference. I don't know if you've ever read the book, The yeah. Dash. Yeah. So you know exactly what Between I'm talking about. Between the B about. and the D, right? That's right, yeah. exactly right. So, yeah. um, and they usually birth, don't know. Birth and death for those that's, listening, right? Yeah. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. And so, but the dash is what's the most important part of it's of your tombstone, if you will. Um, and I always give them the military analogy is, uh, you know, in the Marine Corps, my approach was, and my approach still here is, I want you to take that hill. I'm going to give you all the weapons, ammunition, and chow you need in order to do so. To get halfway up and you run out of bullets, let me know. I'll bring them to you, but uh, I'll leave you alone when you get to the top of the hill, holler, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll drink a beer and celebrate. Um, so uh, giving them what they need in order to be successful, but holding them accountable uh, to being successful as well. I like that. Um, Thank you. And, you know, a couple other things I, I'm really proud of uh, our titles here. You know, we always believe that uh, people don't follow titles, they follow courage. And in fact, that's my, on uh, my challenge coin, those very words. 
Um, but we don't use uh, administrative assistance. We don't have the word assistance in any of our titles. We use administrative professionals. The lady at the front desk is not a receptionist. She's director of first impressions. Uh, we like to say we work with, we don't work for, uh, we all work for each other. Uh, and, uh, we don't care who gets the credit. Uh, uh, we do expect, uh, supervisors to take the blame for things that go wrong. Um, and our, our mantra here is, uh, never above you, never below you, always beside you. And it's worked well for us. It's worked well for us. Uh, we've also got, uh, some staff committees that are set up and they're led usually by a, a younger staff member and give them opportunity to lead one called fluff and puff. And that's all they do is uh, uh, put on parties, uh, gatherings, uh, showers, <laughs> fluff and puff. I like fluff that. and puff. Yeah. I don't know who came up with that. It's certainly not something I came up with, Right. <laughs> but uh, you know, things uh, that we can do to, to get the staff together, to have fun. In fact, our uh, Christmas party was supposed to be today. We had to postpone it to next week because we've got, so many people out sick this week, but uh, we have a professional development committee and uh, uh, various other internal committees that uh, give opportunities for everybody to participate in leading this organization. Um, we encourage everybody to volunteer. I mean, we expect our volunteers to be here to volunteer for us. So we expect our staff to volunteer as well. And uh, they, they certainly enjoy it. We have a, a policy here called bring your baby to work. Uh, we actually, had some research done on it, and uh, obviously it was done by someone who was about to have a baby. Right. And came back and said, here's how we can do this. So we allow uh, uh, new mothers to bring their baby into work, and we've even got a room set up where they can breastfeed. And, uh, it, the only problem we ever have is people arguing about who gets to hold the baby. Right. <laughs> but, uh, they can become distractions at yeah. times, but good team building, yeah. too. So that's good. We've... Uh, We've also got a policy here uh, called Leave Loudly. Uh, my, my office is actually in the back corner next to the employee entrance. And so we encourage employees not to try to sneak off to go to a soccer match or to go to a, watch a Christmas show or whatever with their kids. So they'll stand outside my door here and holler, I am leaving because I'm going to go watch my son practice basketball. And uh, we celebrate it. I love it. Um, but I, I know they'll get the job done. I don't care when they get the job done. So, yeah. Um, so you're, you're hitting on a ton of great points here. And yeah, I think some of these are definitely worth circling back to. So one of the, the thoughts that came to me as you were talking about, as you hire people, um, I thought, you know, how do you hire culture versus developing culture? Um, any thoughts on that? Um. Well, hiring culture, you know, finding the right people is finding people with the skills is not difficult. Right. But finding people who match your culture sometimes can be. Um, but typically, uh, we as a as an organization uh, and me individually, I keep a list of people I see out in our community, uh, whether it's a a server who's done a great job. As in fact, we hired a server like that one time at one of our community uh, or staff parties. And I just liked the way that person handled themselves and how hard they worked and ended up uh, eventually calling them in and gave them an interview and, and hired them. Uh, um, so I guess the, the moral to that is you just never know who's watching. That's right. And uh, who, you know, one of the things we like to, we're proud of here too, is I like to tell everyone, to, uh, do you know what the custodian's name is? 
And they wonder, well, why would you ask that? I said, because there are no un- unimportant people, yeah. no unimportant task. In fact, I give a, a, a leadership presentation. Uh, it's called uh, Scrubbing Toilets with Enthusiasm. <laughs> and it's, it's about uh, learning how to follow from people you're supposed to be leading. And uh, I speak about uh, my daughter. I'm supposed to be leading her, but she taught me some great lessons in life and uh, Lance Corporal in the Marine Corps, third, large, uh, third uh, uh, lowest rank in the Marine Corps. My dog, you know, people you're supposed to be leading, influencing, and teaching said they do the same to you. And um, often I get asked, you know, what did you learn in the Marine Corps and that's helped you in your job? And it certainly wasn't learning how to say in Arabic, stop or I'll shoot. That hasn't helped me at all. But, um, uh, you know, the Marine Corps taught me some very, very valuable lessons, most of one of which is learning how to follow before you learn how to lead. But um, uh, first one in, first one out, uh, uh, last one to eat. You don't get to eat if there's not enough. Uh, and probably the most important that I wasn't absolutely successful in this is uh, bringing everyone home safe. But all of those things um, have uh, uh, are important lessons to be learned that have helped me in my career as a, a Kingsport Chamber. Yeah, those are again. You've got you've got a lot of these great one-liners that you can really uh, dive deep on and, and and really digest more meaning in that. So, you know, the idea of having no unimportant people, and I'd love to you know learn to follow before leading and never above or below, but always beside you. Um, so these are are things that you know obviously are being taught there at your chamber. So it, it, through the onboarding, are you introducing some of this culture? Is it just being engrossed with the, the, uh, the nature there in the office or how are you helping to teach and develop the culture? Uh, it's a little bit of both, but typically uh, it's someone who's already aware of us and they want to be a part of us. Not always, but often. And so they, they know our culture and they know what they're getting into when they get here. And so they know what the expectations are. And uh, frankly, they want to be a part of it. So we don't have to actually uh, make them do it. I mean, it's it's kind of, uh, you know, just like in the Marine Corps here, uh, if I tell someone to do it, they're going to do it. But I don't want them to do it because they want to do it, not because I told them to do it. And there's a big difference. So, um, you know, the idea of like the, the titles and never having a job that's above or below you, always beside you. Have you ever had a, a staff member that you had to you know, have a conversation with, a heart to heart, so to speak, and say, you know, look, we're, we're all one team together and we all have an important role to play, but you're no important, no more important than anyone else. And you need to step well, up. You know, Yes, and I actually did not follow my own advice on one particular occasion, and that was when someone came to me and said, uh, why, did not get, why did I not get that promotion? And I said, I owe you an apology. And uh, the reaction was, oh, yeah, you do owe me an apology, but I said, I'm not going to apologize to you for not giving you the job. I'm going to apologize to you for not telling you what you need to do get to get the job. And uh, it was one of those things I'd avoided. And I did not pull the person aside and tell them what they were doing wrong, tell them to adjust their attitude, tell them to, to uh, uh, quit being an eight to five or tell them to quit using all their sick days when I knew they weren't sick, uh, tell them to 
uh, help pick up trash, tell them to show up for meetings early. I didn't do any of that. And so, therefore, all those things I just said, um, they were doing. And uh, so I apologize then for not leading them, not uh, teaching them what they needed to do. It's my fault. And I didn't do it until they came to talk to me. Now, to, to that person's credit, they're still in our community. And uh, when I see them, they always come up and say, hey, uh, I got to the meeting 10 minutes earlier today. Or uh, I, I helped pick up trash or uh, I know the custodian's name, whatever. Yeah. So they learned. Yeah. Uh, just unfortunately, that I had 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 not led them before. So it's it's never too late to to learn those lessons, I guess. But um, I also I think the way that you went about owning that and saying you know, I owe you the apology and and really reinforcing what that culture is, those things that you're looking for that are important to growing a developing or developing a, a team that has that cohesiveness and ability to to work well together. Yeah, thank you. A, a great example. Um, so I like to, uh, to think of the, the chambers out there who are, you know, wanting to take their chamber up to the next level, uh, what maybe tips or action items might you have for them that are, you know, maybe looking to instill more culture or more of a, a defined culture into their organization? Um, I thought a lot about that when you asked me earlier and really the only thing I could come up with is very simple uh, put your employees first I'm actually looking at a book sitting over in this pile of books that some I've read some I, some I haven't it's the, the title is uh, put your employees first uh, your employees will work harder for you uh, they'll be more loyal uh, they'll do the things you want them to do if you put them first and uh, really rather simple and you know the other thing I thought about sometimes we as chamber employees, chamber execs especially, uh, wonder whether or not we're making a difference, whether or not we're in the right industry, whether or not uh, we're improving our community, uh, providing better, li better uh, lives for our, our citizens, our developing our businesses. And, uh, you know, I've had that feeling before too. And what I will usually do is go find someone who's recently moved to our community and ask them, why did you move here? And boy, it just makes me feel so good because they tell you the things that we've all taken for granted. Yeah. You know, why this is a wonderful place to live. And it's, and they're in every community. Um, so I feel better once I talk to them. And that's a, yeah. I mean, you can feel better, especially if they mention things that you've been working on, focusing on yeah. to further develop your community. But I think that also gives you some great material to go forward with, whether, uh, you know, I've heard that some of the best marketing material for, for a company or um, say even for a chamber to help spread the message of what the work that you're doing is to use the language of the people that you're trying to serve. So as you go to those new people and ask them, what made you move to our community? And you can take that language, you know, what is it that, that drove them to, to come to Kingsport and then to be able to, to repurpose that, put that back out in the community so you're, you're speaking that same language to other people who may be looking for that fit to, you know, in a future move or whatnot. So well said, we, we actually, you know, one of our networking breakfasts called fourth Friday uh, breakfast, which we copied off the Bristol chamber, which is a first Friday breakfast. Okay. We're, we're good at stealing from each other. Anyway, <laughs> um, we started a, a, a part of the, the uh, event. It's a networking event, but we also have a presentation, but We'll have little segments, and we have one on there called Fresh Set of Eyes. 
And it's a newcomer to the community who stands up and talks for three minutes on why they chose to live in Kingsport, Tennessee. And it, you can see the people in the audience who've been here forever looking up going, man, I forgot about that. I feel yeah. good about where I live. That is awesome. Fresh set of eyes. So uh, is anyone listening doing your R&D right now? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one right there. Fresh set of eyes, you know, at a luncheon or whatever it may be. Set aside a few minutes and have a, a newcomer to the community share you know, what they love about the community, what drew them there. That is a that is awesome. I love that one. I guess, Brandon, the only other thing I might suggest is, um, it, you know, no community is perfect. Uh, we certainly are not. Um, but one of our attitudes here is we uh, we seek the problems to help solve them. We may not be leading the solution, but we'll, we'll always be at the table. You know, that old saying around chamber world, if, if you're not at the table, you might be on the menu. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of truth to that. But we like to be at the table because we feel like that chamber, uh, that chamber uh, uh, brand uh, helps us to get people around the table who can solve community problems. And uh, we want to be at the table. We may not be the only solution, but we can certainly help uh, to, to solve community problems. Absolutely. So don't run from them. Seek them out. Absolutely. And uh, the chamber world is one of the, the few examples I can think of that seek out problems to solve. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. Well, Miles, as we look to the future, how do you see the future of chambers of commerce and their purpose going forward? I think it depends on the community, but uh, our, our brand, uh, that word chamber, those words chamber of commerce, uh, it carries a lot of weight. Uh, carries a lot of wasta. Wasta is Arabic for influence. Um, so it's up to us to, uh, as chamber execs, to just how much influence we can have. And that depend, depends upon the individuals who are uh, within the, uh, the organization itself. Um, you know, uh, volunteers come and go. Uh, and we obviously we need to uh, support them and promote them and give them all the credit, but uh, the important work, most important work is done by the staff. And uh, it's up to us to, to uh, keep carrying that water forward. Uh, I, th I think our brand is, is one that, uh, that uh, gives us the opportunity to help improve the lives of others and the businesses and uh, community in general. I love that. When you talked about influence, I thought of uh, Casey Steinbacher's uh, ebook uh, from Relevant to Essential, and she talks all yep. about you know, the importance of chambers understanding their role in their community to be influencers. And um, she talks about the you know the sixteen year old with the cell phone in their bedroom that has a social media following of you know millions of people and making a very healthy income by being an influencer. And she really yep. talks about that that's, that's what chambers of commerce need to be as a, a, a force for influence and within the community, identifying those needs, solving those problems and, and being, you know, influential. And uh, I thought I had an idea when you were talking about that, talking about fresh set of eyes, this would be a great idea for a chamber to do a podcast where they focus, I mean, you can call it fresh set of eyes and bring on those, those newcomers to the community and tell why they came in. It could be a short three to five minute segment and boom, you've got a, a way to influence your community and, and share those stories. Yeah, it is a great idea. I'm going to go talk to uh, Vanessa Bennett. She runs our leadership programs. Uh, 
and she does a podcast every week, uh, but it's usually focused on just people in general talking about the things they're, they're working on. Um, uh, but I hadn't thought about doing it the way you just described. Yeah. I'll yeah. pass that on. To you. Great idea. Yeah. When she puts it out there, I'll help share it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, Miles, this has been a a fantastic conversation. Um, I think it's so important for chambers to be mindful and be intentional about the culture that they're creating in their organization, to be able to attract the right people as a hire, but also to retain those people. You know, like as you said, about a third of them, what'd you say? A third of your staff have been there 15 years. Is that right? Yes. Yes. That that is awesome awesome. I mean, you just don't see that in companies anymore, let alone in the chamber world. So um, no, one of them has been here 36 years. Another one just retired this past summer after 34 years. That's awesome. Yeah. And and of course, you know, there's going to be those times that make sense where a a staff member finds another opportunity that helps to develop their career and you celebrate those and you hate to see them leave, you know, for selfish reasons, but you uh, are, are glad to see them move on and continue to develop, especially as they're able to to serve others in the community, hopefully. so. Well, the way I look at it, too, is uh, they had a favorable experience here. They're out in the out wherever they are, and they're one of our adv- advocates now. That's right. Yeah. And oftentimes they end up being members too. you know, whatever yep. business they go to. So, yeah. Well, Miles, I'd like to, to give you an opportunity to share any contact information for listeners who might want to reach out and connect and learn more about how you're establishing culture at the Kingsport Area Chamber. What would be the, the best way for someone to reach out and connect with you? Yes, sir. Uh, my uh, direct line at work is 423-392-8807. My cell phone is 423-956-1988. Everybody in Kingsport's got it, so you're welcome to it as well. <laughs> My email address is mburdine at kingsportchamber.org. Very good. And I'll, I'll get all that in our show notes for this episode so people can click, on, click through those and uh, scroll to the bottom of the show notes for Miles' contact information to reach out and, and maybe learn more about you know, what, what they're doing there in Kingsport to be intentional about building a, a good, strong culture. But Miles, this, you've uh, delivered a lot of great value today. I know this is going to be very helpful for a lot of chambers out there listening. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing some time with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast and uh, wish you the best as you continue to uh, develop your team and establish that culture there in Kingsport. Thanks for the opportunity, Brandon. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Have you ever thought about creating a podcast for your chamber? We always hear about how chambers need to be storytellers. What better way is there to tell the stories of your members and the work of your chamber than through a podcast? Your audience is waiting to hear from you as a convener of leaders and influencers, champion for business, and catalyst for change within your community. I just launched a chamber podcast course with the goal to get your very own podcast started within 30 days. 
Visit chamberchatpodcast.com slash pivot to learn more and to enroll in the Chamber Podcast course today.